will be low. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is better. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Welcome back to Everybody Mad, you know, intern Everybody Mad chat room. This is your boy, Rel. Uh, thank y'all for coming back. You are entering a space where we're going to talk about some real interesting shit today. Um, I'm going to jump in and introduce my guests. This is their first time here. And I'm excited to have them and get to talking about what we're going to talk about. So as always, when I welcome guests into the Everybody Mad chat room, I ask you to state your name, your age, your sex, location, and one interesting fact about yourself. So say hello. Hello. So give us your name, age, sex, location, and one interesting fact about yourself. Okay, so my name is Brianna. I go by Brie. I'm 29. I live, I just moved to New Jersey, um, but I'm like right across the Hudson. So, uh, and what else did I, one interesting fact about me? Um, this is a hard one. Um, I like to travel. Mm. Last place you went to before Corona? I went to the Philippines over the weekend, and it was like right when Corona was about to hit. I went to the Philippines in January, and like around then was like the first cases of Corona like really starting to come out. And like literally the day that I was supposed to fly out, the Philippines recorded their first death from Corona, mm. and it just created like a big mess trying to get back um to the states so yeah interesting uh you should come back for the travel tips episode i'm gonna do um but you mentioned that you're 29 so i think this kind of falls greatly squarely into what we're going to get into but tell us how's how's your 29th year been so far for you um you know it's been I guess pretty good. Um, I've been 29 now for five months, you know, halfway in. Um, I've traveled already to Mexico, you know, doing a lot of travel and to the Philippines. I would have done more travel. I was supposed to go to South Africa next month. Um, but unfortunately, that got canceled due to Rona. Um, but I'm just trying to become better, a better brie. Mm-hmm. Any things that you're looking forward to? Uh, in terms of growth, learning in for 29? Uh, I would really say that I'm really trying to learn myself and learn what I like and dislike um, in terms of like dating and men and yeah, just trying to mm. figure that all out. All of that shit, professional career. Oh yeah, definitely career. Hobbies. Yeah. So I think I said, I think that fits perfectly into this new series of the Everybody Mad uh, podcast. It's called Insecure. 
dating love and all things uh all things between and i think it's perfect to uh launch this as season four of insecure Mm -hmm. uh started this past sunday so i want to make this a weekly uh addition while the season is going on to recap the episodes and talk about dating love and all things in between and all things in between could be friendships professional careers uh individual self and healing and growth uh our own hobbies and and likes and dislikes all of that stuff because i think one good thing insecure does uh is display those from a black perspective the entire thing from dating relationships uh relationships with our parents, relationship with old school friends, with our our adult friends, uh, changing relationships in terms of becoming parents. So I, I, you know, really am looking forward to this, this podcast part of the series, but then also this season of Insecure uh, itself. What are your thoughts? Um, how you feel about the show overall? Uh, So I absolutely love Insecure. Uh, It is probably one of my favorite um, shows. Um, It just, I feel like it just highlights the young Black professional experience so well. And I can easily Mm -hmm. relate to so many, if not like all of the characters on the show. Um, So Issa did like such a great job of really capturing the young Black experience. I think so. I was having this conversation with my boys the other day because um, a couple of us in the group chat watch it and a couple of others don't. And we were just talking about how good the show is and like the fact that it is very relatable. The The fact that while the creator or one of the creators, I should say, is a woman, you know, the main actress on the show is a black woman. Uh, it still does a great job of covering multiple perspectives and both male and female or men and women uh black men and women uh let's put that context on it yeah. uh the the different things that we go through individually and collectively uh as a unit so let's jump into this uh season four episode one kicks off with this uh nighttime scene and then it jumps to this phone call that Issa gets and she pretty much is like I don't fuck with Molly no more. I was so shocked. I was like, what? And then, like, they didn't even say, well, it said four months before, well, no, I think we find that out afterwards. It says four months before uh, the block party or some shit like that. And then they jump into their uh, Super Soul Sundays or some shit like that, where (laughs) they're yogurting and work uh, smoking. Yes. Which I thought was a great addition to the show. Let's have some uh, relaxation. I'm smoking an L right now. Just relaxing while we're recording. Uh, But what were some of your highlights from the show? Okay, wow. Well, I guess there was just so many. I mean, like I said, the the opener of just, like, Issa saying, like, I don't F with Molly anymore. And I'm like, what happened? Because, you know, like, they've been best friends since the beginning. And I feel like out of all of her friends between Molly and Tiffany Mm -hmm. and Kelly, like, Molly, like, really has Issa's back out of everyone. Um, and there's just, like, so much. I mean, the, the what was it? Which, the thing that she had at her house where she was trying to get the sponsors. 
the mixer. The mixer, yes, yes. Like the mixer, um, just everything. Um, Con, what is her name? Condola? I forget how to pronounce her name. Condola. Condola. So wait, I, I want to get into Condola. I, I, I was, I will say that I was very interested and a little, I didn't know what to expect because I had watched um, some of the trailer stuff and I saw um, um, Issa's IG live before they went, before this particular season aired and they talk about the fans, you know, being really, you know, re- should be really engaged in a season. It was going to be a really good season. I was interested in the fact that they didn't skip over time. They, they kind of picked up right where they left off. They put about a month gap, I think, in it a couple of weeks. Uh, but they kind of just, you know, took where they were left off over a year ago. And it was really good how, like you said, they just grabbed us at the beginning with that conversation. And then they jumped into them, you know, kind of just being best friends. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the season is going to lead up to that. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about uh, Issa and the TSA uh, guy sex scene? Oh, my God. It was super cringeworthy and awkward. <laughs> For you, that was just me. I, I don't know. Um, I was like. Issa, what are you doing? That was my initial reaction. I was like, Issa, like, you can do a little bit better. But then I was like, it's just like a fuck buddy. And I mean, who cares? Like, that's who your person is or whoever. Like, (laughs) do you, girl? Do you? (laughs) That's how thick on the side right now. (laughs) And I mean, they, they made it work. Yeah. I, they made it work, you know. They they found a couple positions that that where he could get into it. Uh, I posted on IG. Um, <laughs> I was asking the ladies, uh, "What's the best position for a big guy to hit it in?" Because <laughs> um, yeah, they, you know, they, they made it work. Oh, you 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 got any recommendations? Uh, I I haven't really messed with the big guy, so I don't know. So I was like looking at your story to see like what other people were going to recommend. Um, but I will say, like, going back to that, like, sexing, like, I was really proud of Issa for, like, speaking up and, like, letting yes. her desires be made known. I mean, I was like, yes, Issa, because, like, you should do it in the moment um, and try to, like, because, you know, Issa has to get hers, too. Yeah, yes. And I, I think I was happy that that came about. And like I said, I think Insecure as a show covers a lot of different dynamics, um, you know, in previous seasons, we've kind of shown where Issa uh, hasn't, one, we've kind of seen where Issa hasn't had the best relationship with sex and, and sexual scenes. Uh, and then also, you know, hasn't always kind of like directly spoken up for when she should have or spoken up for herself when she did. And she did in that moment. She was like, oh, this is not working for me. Yeah. And she said it a few times until it, until it got it right. Mm-hmm. So. And then it. It was it would hit that spot for her, and then I like that she went right back to like doing other shit for her. <laughs> yeah, she was like right back on her laptop, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and shout out to him for bringing some weed for her. I was trying to figure out what was in that bottle. Yeah. I mean, he had the Hennessy. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was weed. <laughs> so in Cali, you can carry weed through TSA, but there's it's it's a specific amount that you can carry. I think you can carry under 16 grams. And that clearly was more than 16. Yeah, that was a huge, huge bottle. 
Shout out to them, now. Um, not shout out to them. They both they weak. So, how you feel about uh? So, I don't, I don't want to get. I want to save the Lawrence and Condola conversation for the last part of this because that's that's some interesting shit there. Uh-huh. But how you feel about how Issa found out about Lawrence and Condola? Oh my god! So, I do not like Tiffany. Um, I do not like Tiffany. She gets on my nerves. She like irks my nerves to no end. Um, to me, in my opinion, Tiffany has never been a good friend to Issa. Um, and just always tries to play her and has little like snide remarks. Um, and to me, like if that was my friend, like she should have given Issa and or Condola like the heads up. You know, like, she should have told Issa, like, hey, you know, Condola went out on a date or dates with Lawrence, and she should have told Condola, like, um, Issa was in a five-year relationship with this man, just, like, giving them a heads up, um, and the way she just did it was just super awkward, like, you should never, like, put your friend in that position to be, like, surprised or looking stupid, so. Um, but she said she didn't know. No, 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 no. She she knew that they at least went on one date. I forget exactly like what she said, like when she was in Condola's office with Issa, but she knew that they went on at least one date. Um, okay. And she could let both parties know. I'm, I've never really put a an opinion to Tiffany, honestly. I just, I, I've always just I've always just enjoyed her energy into the mix. She irks me. Um, She's my least favorite character. And the four of them together, honestly, are... I love scenes with them, the four of them together, because it's (laughs) always hysterical. Uh, They each bring their own fire and mix to it, and it's a great recipe. Um, I don't... I I just feel like if y'all been working together this much over the last few weeks. Why did the game ain't come up yet? So I just was a little confused as to how the nigga name never came up and y'all like never put the clues together until this point. Uh <laughs> but I was just like, how would you have handled it? Um I I feel like I would have handled it just like Issa handled it. I was kind of like really proud of her. She was just like you know what, I'm not going to let that interfere with our relationship, our growing friendship. And she still, like, needs her. She's trying to put this block party together. So I was happy that she was able to put that to the side and um, just focus on throwing a great reception or mixer. So, yeah. But was she, because then she started imagining them having sex as she was leaving out. She did, yeah. Like who, who wouldn't? Like this, like it's awkward. And someone who you were with for like five years, and now they're with your new friend or potential friend. Um, yeah. So it can. I think it can be awkward. Um, and it's gonna this this part comes back up in in a later conversation that. Issa and Molly have, and something actually I want to get into in this particular conversation as well. Um, but it's funny because I posted a picture early part of this week of Diddy on his uh, live when he had the dance party with uh, 
with J-Lo and um, what's his name? Alex Rodriguez. And I was like, let this be a lesson. You, your ex, and your new boo can all be friends. <laughs> and I think it's, it's relevant to this particular situation where uh, Issa is really in a moment, like you said, I think she handled it pretty well. I think she cracked that corny joke about, yo, where your ex is at? <laughs> so I can run up on them. <laughs> yo, too honest, Because I think that's the first thought a lot of people are going to have is like, yeah. oh, so where your ex is at? Let me, run, let me see what that potential looks like. Look, another one man's trash is another man's treasure. Some shit like that. <laughs> Not being funny, that's one of those old school sayings that could still be applied today. Good. That that has some good modern day context. All right, so keeping this moving. So, how you feel about Molly and Angela? Um, individually or together? Uh, I guess I'll just answer both. Let's do both. Um. Molly, I love Molly, um, mm. but she's getting on my nerves. <laughs> and I really like Andrew. I really like Asian Bay. Um, and I think I said this to you. Like, I feel like Molly tries to find the faults in any guy that she's dating, and I feel like she just won't let herself be happy. Happy? Yeah. Because he seems really good um, for her. Yeah. He does like even like when you go like going back to last season how they met. Um, if you're not up on it, uh, Molly and Andrew met at Coachella, which was a fucking that scene was hilarious, absolute <laughs> hilarious episode from, um, just the the fact that they were high as shit. Uh, they were popping Molly like they popped the Molly Molly on Molly, <laughs> <laughs> and he he. He engaged her even in that moment and still was interested in her afterwards. And I don't, like you said, I think Molly sabotages herself because here you have this person, I don't even, this man, fine, uh, who has seen you in a moment you thought was your craziest and is still showing interest in you. And you're tripping about like crazy shit. And it's just like, they they seem like they work right now. Like you kissed him even after he lost the bet. Yes, I thought that was such a cute little flirty scene. And that's the thing; she shows that potential, and then she like she carries it on because she, she even said like when when she was talking to Issa about him, like you know they're just they're cool, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're tripping that he's talking, to, uh, he's going, he's dating other people, but you just said y'all cool. Yeah, like she's sending, like I, she's not sending mixed signals, but like Issa called her out on signal. it. I guess it is a mixed signal, but Issa called her out on it. Like, oh, you're really feeling him. Um, but like to me, like I would assume, like if we're dating, until we have that conversation about whether we're exclusive, I'm assuming that you're dating other people. You should assume that I'm dating other people. Like, I didn't really see that as a problem. Um, so that's the thing in, like, dating that I think comes up often is about those those conversations and, like, how do you navigate dating. So, like I said, this is insecure, dating, love, uh, and all things in between. Um, so it's like, you're right. 
they didn't have that conversation. She didn't even admit to him until later in the, the episode that she was really feeling him, that she liked him. Yeah. So it's just like, how do we, how do we start having more conversations about expectations and what dating realistically looks like? Hmm. Um, I mean, maybe I feel like it should happen in the beginning. Um, and not saying that you have to define the relationship in the beginning, but I think just defining what you want or what you're currently looking for. Um, like if you're just looking to casually date or if you're just looking for someone to just have sex with or do you want more something more serious? Um, just to like have that initial conversation um, and then take it from there. Do you think Molly even knows that though, what she wants? Like what, what like what she's looking to do? Um, I don't think that she knows. She doesn't know. I think that she thinks that she knows what she wants, but she doesn't know what she wants. Mm. Let me ask this question. Do you think Molly recognizes what her biggest mistake is when it comes to dating? No. Mm. I think, because, I mean, to me, I think her biggest mistake is that she, like, tries to find the flaw in every single guy. And it's just, like, willing to just cut them off so quickly without, like, giving them a chance, you know, like, People are complex. Um, mm-hmm. She's not really appreciative of the complexity of, of people. But she herself is complex. So, like, girl, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, bigger question is, do you think people in general stop and reflect to figure out what their biggest, like, mistakes or flaws are when it, flaws are when it comes to dating? No. No, I think most people just like to place everything on the other person like oh this person was crazy this person was a nag this person didn't have enough education this person's too short this that and the third so yeah there's not enough Mm. like self-reflection and but like I said I think in the beginning of the episode like I'm just now like trying to figure out like what I want and what I want in a potential partner um it it takes time Mm -hmm. and I think that's where Issa is at yeah. in terms of her her space. And I, I think we kind of saw a lot of that at the last season um, where she was having to figure shit out um, with Daniel, with work, uh, with Lawrence. I mean, there's some aspects I think she's still figuring that shit out yeah. now. Um, so, yeah, like, in terms of, like, bringing it back to, to Molly uh, and Andrew, um, I'm happy she sent that text, you know, I'll say, oh, I like you. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of letting him know. Um, I think she still has to always also speak up on more now. Okay, like, do you have a problem with him dating other people? If that, if you do, then what is that? Like, what are you looking for from him? Mm-hmm. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens over the course of this season. Um, but if we know Molly. Uh, she's going to cut Andrew off in a heartbeat. Who should Molly be with if you had to pick someone? Including Andrew, if you could throw him in that mix. I like Andrew the most. Um, 
I can't really remember. I remember she was dating Sterling K. Brown. I can't remember his character's name. He was right around the back. Yeah, just but I like I like Andrew the most. But who Molly needs to be with is herself with her therapist <laughs> on a couch. Okay. <laughs> Yo, funny story that happened here. It's just really random and you mentioned it about the therapist on the couch. So I'm walking my dog, walking Simba. And I, I I let him go because there's not a lot of people outside, of course. And I sometimes just let him go on on uh, pretty empty streets. So I just let him go down the block by himself. So he's walking down the block, not even bothering anyone, not like really getting into much of anything. Okay. Okay. So this is woman up the block, and I see her. So I called him over. He stopped, but he kept on walking because he's hard headed. <laughs> and uh. But he didn't bother her. So when we got close to her, I like she started like, going up her stairs, and um, so she looked like she wanted to say something to me. So I was like, pause to listen. Um, Simba stopped, and she goes, "I just broke up with the love of my life." <laughs> Random. I was like, "Oh shit." fuck do I say? So I'm like, I'm sorry you know, that happened. And I normally don't say I'm sorry for that type of shit. I don't normally say I'm sorry like in that sort of aspect at ever because I don't think that's the normal response or right response anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said it and I'm just like um, you know, especially in this time and she's like, yeah, but it'll be alright, right? And I was like, yeah I hear masturbation is key. <laughs> and I just walked <laughs> off like but when you just had Molly to be by herself, that just made me think about that. That shit's hilarious. Yeah, she does. I mean, maybe so. I think sometimes we, we all need to spend time with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I try to reflect often. I just have that time check in, check in with yourself and figure out some shit. So, the sponsorship mixer. <laughs> this shit was funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember her her neighbor. Um, Is it Trina? But legs or titties? Yes. Uh, <laughs> legs or titties? <laughs> um. So, do you agree by like a little titties? No, people are. I feel like majority of people, at least I feel like black men, are definitely ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear little booties matter, and that's, that's real, but. Because I'm a, I'm a thigh and ass guy. Like, it's just, I feel like every woman has a pair of tits, like even an A cup, and I can take an A cup and start with that. But not everyone has an ass. Yeah. That's a special jewel. <laughs> uh, but that event was good. I, I liked how uh, Issa flipped it um, in the end and, and really came with a dope ass speech. Mm-hmm. Um, got it. What'd you say? Uh, I was just saying, like, I like how uh, Issa had that dope-ass speech at the end, how she flipped it and, you know, made it uh, a win. Um, at first, she was tripping because, you know, condola and shit. Uh, but she turned it around. And I think, you know, that she recognized that, how she was like, oh, I had to go get it. And I was like, yeah. Go get it. And it was dope. 
And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, the, the, this block party event, we're going to see how, how it all works out during this season. Um, the special thing with this is we got 10 episodes. So yes. just when we, like, I know in previous seasons, that eight, eighth episode, mm-hmm. you'd be like, shit, like, damn, that's the end. And I, I mean, we may still feel like that at episode 10. We but will. I, just, I feel like we're having two more episodes to have this conversation and just view this. Because um, one thing I've said in terms of Issa Rae is I appreciate how she stands for Black people and Black culture. Uh, pretty much in everything. Like, she's, like, even when they asked her, well, I'm moving very, very Black. Yes, I still love this. <laughs> so, yeah, like the titties. <laughs> All right, so Molly and Issa's conversation at the end of the night um, where uh, she came back and she was talking about um, her and Andrew and then she asked her about uh, whether Molly, I'm sorry, whether Issa was going to still work with Condola. And then she said to her, um, why you always got to be that messy? And I feel like sometimes you like that shit after Issa said she was going to still work with Condola. Mm-hmm. And I felt some type of way uh, after that exchange. And for me, because, you know, Molly put it as, you know, I'm just trying to be a friend and, you know, hold you accountable. And I hear that because there's been a couple of times where Molly has had Issa's back. Um, like when she told Nathaniel to step, I I got that where she was coming from on that. But one. did she overstep her bounds with that? I guess that's for another conversation. But uh, now nah, we can talk about we can talk about that because I mean I think it, it fits into this conversation. Um, did she overstep? I feel like I, I, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like I feel like Molly in that situation was really trying to be a good friend and trying to you know protect her best friend. Um, but I think Issa, she needs to like fight her own battles and maybe have Molly in her like corner, like rooting her on. But I feel like in that situation, she did overstep a little bit. See, I, I have to agree. Um, I think there was a little overstep, but I also feel it, especially since it was her birthday. Yeah. If it was like a normal Saturday, I, I think... It would really have been a st- overstep, but it was her birthday. So in, in that regard, I, I get it. Because it's like, if if I, I'm about to pull up to my homeboy's crib and I know his ex that he really just don't like, you know, is pulling up. Am I going to say something? Probably. Like, what you, come on. Like, don't start no shit. Why are guys always so, messing up Issa's birthday? Like, Lawrence messed up Issa's <laughs> birthday. Nathaniel, what's up? <laughs> Word. So going, you know, back to that conversation about the accountability, it's like, how do you navigate those spaces with your friends? Um, do you think Molly was was right or wrong for what she said about Issa being messy in this situation? Mm, I think that she was wrong for bringing it up at that moment uh-huh. um, because. Uh-huh. You know, Issa's just coming off of throwing this dope mixer 
Um, and she's like kind of on a high right now, you know, and, mm. you know, Molly should have just been just like, you did that girl and put all of her issues to the side, her issues with Andrew, her issues with Condola to the side and just been there just supporting her friend and just saying like, girl, you just threw a dope event. You're going to get tons of sponsors from your for your block party. Um, so I just felt like in that moment, it was inappropriate. Um, mm. And in terms of her, like, saying, like, she likes things messy. I don't, does, she, does Issa like things being messy? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think life is just complicated. Mm. Um, it's not, it's not messy or not messy. It's just, there's a lot of gray in between. And Molly can be messy, too, so. Mm, I think life is just complicated. Okay, I have to agree. Um, I I don't I don't even think it was about bringing it up in that moment. I just I don't think she I don't think she was legit. I I I guess I I can recognize how that sort of situation could be awkward. Um, but it's like. This is about business. And I think Issa stepping up on stage the way she did should have been a, a note to say, oh, this is about business. This ain't about friends. This is about business. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this woman, you know, brought all these people here. And not only did I get the the 10 or 10, you know, sponsors that I was looking for, I got 30, 30 something, I think she said. Yeah. So it's just like, I think that's where Molly went wrong. It wasn't recognizing the switch and tone in which Issa had taken now to uh, adapt to the situation. That it wasn't about you know her feelings for Lawrence. This was about her growth as a professional and making this this event happen. And fuck Lawrence and her talking. Yeah, I, to make I this agree. Event happen. Um. So that that actually brought up something that I saw on social media this week where, or I think it might have actually been a response to one of my uh, posts, where someone said that uh, Issa isn't emotionally available for Molly when she needs. And it was interesting that when I posted that response, people pushed back and said, I think it's the other way around, where Molly is not emotionally available for Issa. Um, What'd you say on that? Um... I think that they are not there for each other in the way that they need like one another to be there for them. Like they, they each have different ways of like how they need to be like cheered on and um, like given that feedback and, you know, how they handle relationships and different situations in life. I just think they are just two different people. Um, But I mean, I would think that I feel like maybe Molly isn't there for, I don't know. No, I I think that they're just not there for each other in the way that they they need them to be. I I can't choose like who is like more. More or less. So that's, that, you know, brings up another uh, interesting question about how are we emotionally available for our friends? Uh, in general, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how do how do we do that? Are we in general, like as people, 
um, this was interesting because I don't remember how this conversation came up, but I was somebody mentioned something about uh, people when you're vulnerable to people, they will exploit it, you know, no matter what. And I pushed back, and I think I posted a yes, this was today. I posted a question uh, that asked, you know, are you expecting people to be, are you expecting, you know, when you're vulnerable pe with people for them to exploit it at some point later? And the response thus far has been interesting because, like, some people have said yes, the majority of people have said no, and I fall into the category where I'm not expecting people to exploit me um, when I'm vulnerable with them. Uh, and for me, that falls into two frames of mind is I think you can only feel exploited um, and or by, you know, extension of that hurt if you're ashamed of something that you're being vulnerable yeah. about. Um, and then two um, is the people that you're being vulnerable with, realistically, in my mind, are not people that are going to exploit it. I have to agree with um, you. So... For me, that, that sets up some ability to be emotionally available for friends. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, on TV, how we see it is like, they, they, they aren't. So then that makes you, that at least made me think is, am I? And that's a that's an interesting you know I think question to to be asking ourselves is how are we emotionally available um, for people in general because friendships relate intimate boyfriend girlfriend relationships husband wives relationships um, how are we emotionally available for people yeah I think that's a very good question and something that you have to consider um, I feel like maybe like society or people like are like expect your partner like you to be vulnerable with your partner emotionally and maybe not with your friends as much and you put all of that on your partner um but i don't know so, so that's a bigger i think that's a bigger conversation about friendships and it's like i don't think people value friendships enough yeah like i've recently started seeing this um post that goes around on Instagram that people should, that this moment in time, I think should make, should, you know, have people realize that they're, they should value friendships um, as much as intimate boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. And I've said that for a while. It's just like my friends in large part are, are family to me um, because like, especially my close friends, like people who like I, I, I frequently engage with, like to me, those those people become family after a while because those are people who I also share, you know, good, great, intimate moments with as well. And so, it's like we we should start valuing our friendships more. I definitely agree. Um, I think friendships should come number one. Um, maybe value your friendships more than, or just as much as your relationship because um, I feel like yeah at least in this age or maybe it might start changing but like your friends are going to be there probably longer than whoever you're dating or seeing at this point so I'd want mm -hmm. to invest more in my friendships um, and building you know building with my friends over the person who I'm dating I remember I used to hate uh as a teen 
girls who I thought were friends at the time or who were friends at the time, I'll say, um, get a boyfriend and then go ghost. I never understood that. I never neither. Because I'm like, wait, we like we just cool. Like we not even we cool friends. Like and you just go like how? Why? Yeah, I just I don't get it. And then like when they like break up and then they just like come back to you, like, no. Mm-hmm. I always ask I was like, how how are your friends supposed to feel? <laughs> well, they should understand. Why should they understand? Because you know I'm in love and uh... no. Okay. Okay. And I think now as an adult, I'm like, I'm I'm happy I understood that before because like I said, for me, my friends are I, f- I feel like a lot of them are family, so um, that helps me to have better moments in life, and I, I wholly appreciate my friendships. So I think, you know, we all should uh, start appreciating our friendships. Um, but recognizing how those those flow as well, like, our friends can get on our nerves, yeah. we can get on their nerves, we'll have uh, moments of, of headbutting as well. Um, yeah. like, I was having a joking conversation with another friend of mine and I was like yeah you know I only can take you in certain bits <laughs> and that was it and but that's real like a, a, a best friend of mine and I was joking but <laughs> it was, real. That was so <laughs> there are some moments I'm just like okay I, okay, I'm gonna call you back <laughs> and I was just that'll be it I'm going to talk <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, value your friendships. So, the star conversation. I think. You think this is the star conversation? Okay. This is the star part of the conversation. Yeah, it's the star part of the conversation. <laughs> Lawrence and Condola. Dun, dun. Somebody gonna say you should need some sound effects. <laughs> I don't know sound effects. I'm okay. Um. I thought about it, and I was just like, no, I don't want to fucking sound nice. <laughs> uh, but Lawrence and Condola, uh, how you feel? Um, I like them so far. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really seen much of them. Like, we saw, like, the ending of, what was that, season three, where she met up with him at the bar, and obviously now, mm-hmm. um, when she went over his house twice. Um, But so far... I I like them, um, but we'll see. I mean, it doesn't seem like Lawrence is still on his fuckboy ways, but, you know, we'll see. Time will tell. Um, you said Lawrence is not a fuckboy? No, he's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, reasonable minds can differ. I mean, I don't... Uh, reasonable minds can differ. Um <laughs> but I I like them uh together so far. Um and um I like the conversation that Condola had when she went over his place. Um mm-hmm. it was very real and I like that she yes. um like stated how she felt and how she just needed time to process the information that she um, had just found out about Issa and her new business partner. And she was like, you know what? I need some time to process this alone. And Mm -hmm. again, like I I really like how 
the women in the show, at least some of them, Issa and Condola, are really advocating for themselves and advocating for their needs and wants. Um, and, you know, obviously, once she figured out and processed how she felt about Issa and Lawrence, you know, she was back at his place and seemed to be all good. Yes. And that's why I saved this conversation for last, because as I was setting it up, I was like, mm, we could have this conversation in the middle. <laughs> and I don't feel like it would be like as dope. No, let's put it for the end, because yes, exactly what you just said. Uh, she, I, she went over there still. It wasn't a, yo, I'm going to just cancel on tonight and then ghost for three days and, and they don't know what's up. She went, and while she might have hit him with it, you know, she didn't even walk in the door and hit him with it. Like, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, okay, something's mm -hmm. off. And then, you know, he recognizes that. But she went there. And like you said, she, you know, mentioned, uh, she she put it out there. Um, I appreciate how Lawrence responded. I mean, it's something that you said before about how we sometimes we just, we put it on the X and we called them crazy. And they had that conversation about... Uh, is Issa crazy? And he was like, she's crazy, crazy, crazy. She crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was interesting when you said that before. And I was like, all right, I'll make sure I'm going to be that. But they talked through it. And then she got his perspective. Uh, and he was real, like, you know, support her in this moment. Like, he, you know, he responded initially, like, you know, knee jerk, like, oh, like, nah, don't worry. You don't worry. <laughs> oh, but he, he, quickly, you know, recognize, and that's human, life is complicated, yeah. like you said, and you recognize that in that moment. Um, and then she said, like, she needed time to process. Mm -hmm. I really like, and yeah. Then, yeah, I, I mm -hmm. like that. Like, I, I really did like that scene. It was adult. It was mature. Um, Molly wouldn't have done that. So, yes, and I'm gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, let's, let's, let's jump into that. Yes, because that, that, that brings about some more questions. Uh, like you said, Molly wouldn't have done that. So, question is, is Molly immature when it comes to dating? Yes. To me, there's no question. Like, she's very immature. Like, she, she's passive-aggressive. Um, like, with the whole, like, when... Andrew told her that he was dating other people and she was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, that's cool. But like, clearly she didn't feel cool in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then like, was trying to distance herself at the mixer and was very standoffish. And he was like, are you good? And she was like, mm-hmm. But clearly she wasn't good in that moment. Um, you know, like she's, yeah, she just, she needs to grow up. A lot of times, like, okay, so going back a couple times, so you mentioned that. Um, I'm thinking about the situation with Dro and how, like, one moment she's not with it, next minute she's yeah. with it, next minute she needs this. And I mean, he he did go a little crazy with coming in the crib. <laughs> um, so I respect her getting her key back. Uh, but then she, like, fucks homeboy that she working yeah. with. And then she back on Dro. 
And then next thing you know, she telling Joel that it's too much. Like, she can't deal. Like, and then it was like, okay. And, like, in between that, you like I said, you mess with homeboy that you're working with. Messy. I, messy. I like, she's messy. Messy there, too. Like, like you said, she messy at times. And then, so she got the up and down with Dro. She got homeboy that she fucked there. And then the biggest one, I think, is Jared. Oh, yeah. Um, she flipped out about him, you know, having been with another man. Mm-hmm. And crazy part about it is she had just told him a, a conversation about how where she, like, kissed her roommate. Or her, her and her roommate had fooled around or some shit. And, like, something. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She she couldn't deal with that, and then she comes back to his door, and she's like, you know, I, you know, I, I, uh, I you know, I, I realize I should have, you know, been with you. And she bumps into him, or well, he curved her after that, and closed the door on her face. I don't blame. And him. then they ran into each other at Coachella, and she saw him with another guy, and she immediately thought he was gay again, and it was just not like he told you that wasn't the situation, and then we come to find out that was his brother. And it's just like a series of crazy, stupid series of, of, of immature yeah. decisions. And so my question to that is, are we all immature when it comes to dating? I think initially, um, I think that it takes it takes time to get mature it's not like you automatically start off being mature in dating um and it takes a lot of introspection and a lot of people aren't willing to do that so a lot of people are immature when it comes to dating into and even now in our our late 20s and 30s yes i would agree I think we start out dating with this just with the, with what we think is an understanding of how it will be. Um, and for some strange reason, we continue to uh, chase after that same thing from when we first started. And in a lot of cases that, you know, is young, early. I blame Disney. Or teen years. I blame Disney, you know, since I was five, you know? Where's Di- my, where's my Prince Charming? We can go back Charming. that far, yeah. yeah. Disney dolls and, and, and toys and stuff like that. We can go back that far. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and we, and we continue just to chase after that same thing over and over and over again. And again, like we start out with what I think is an understanding of how it should be. Um, and oftentimes, or what I, I think I've just recognized is that we don't adapt it to the new growth that in ourselves that happens, and we're st- still just always chasing after that ideal, same yeah, ideal. And it's interesting because I think in a lot of situations, it seems as if Molly is chasing after that time and time again. Agreed. And, like, in the same way, like, the same exact way, like, not having a a real idea of what she wanted out of the situation, um, not, like you said, being passive-aggressive about how she's going to go about getting what she wanted out of the situation, Mm 
um, like even take the situation where she fucked the the guy, the the coworker, like she didn't give off no like I want to fuck you vibes right before yeah. that. Like n- at no point down, she curved them when they went out to dinner the first time. Um, like she, you know, she was talking to Issa about it. She just wanted to be real casual and shit. And then you're in his office and you fuck, you fuck him on the couch. Molly, what are you doing? <laughs> so in terms of condoling, Lawrence, like you said, like she took time to process it. And it's not something that I think uh, Molly would have done. And sometimes I don't know if it's something many of us would have done. Um, like how Molly and like brought it to Issa um, you know, at the end when they were having the conversation with the mixers, like, oh, you like you gonna be cool with them? Like, how can you? Like, like that's something crazy. Like, your ex is dating somebody you're you know cool with now. Like, that's a conversation. You know, like I said uh, earlier about the the Diddy live and the fact that he's on IG with J Lo and Alexander Rodriguez is who her yeah. new boo. So it's just like it's possible, bro. Is possible brothers and sis. Like, come on. Sure. <laughs> I agree. Um, but Condola is very mature. She's definitely um, an adult. And I feel like a lot of people don't like to have those hard, awkward conversations, um, especially, unfortunately, our generation, where we're just so used to, you know, texting people. You know, like, she went over to his place, had this conversation in person you know like didn't send him a text message didn't um even call him like went face to face and I think that that says a lot and it shows her um maturity um Uh and I think that in general like overall I, I feel like I've seen a lot of growth in Lawrence as well as Issa um because again I think that you kind of alluded to this like how Lawrence handled that situation um just like you know what Issa needs you in this moment and I'm going to put my feelings aside for her and you know it's it's about business like he recognized that their relationship was about business um whereas Molly did not um Uh so that goes back to that 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 emotional support for friends uh immature you know when it comes to dating because like you said like Lawrence recognized it too it was about business and like moreover recognizing that it's possible that you know that shit could go further to where they become real friends and that can be okay as well because that has nothing to do with his and his relationship with Condola like that's something separate and I think that we kind of and see that, like, you know, like in the preview for I think next week's episode. Oh, uh, okay. So that. we're not gonna we're not gonna give any spoiler. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, like... Um. But yes, I'm I'm happy. Like you said, she went over there and talked about it, and then afterwards, after the mixer, she went back yeah. over there, and I I saw this, and I was just like, she like she she's very pretty. <laughs> Um, and when she went over there, they had that profile angle of her, and then they panned like the like somewhat like a, like three quarters of her face. And I was like, she has some really nice come <laughs> eyes. Um, because those were the eyes she gave Lawrence as she was coming in for that kiss when she walked in the door, and I was just like, damn, like she's really attractive. 
it's about to go down. <laughs> and it did go down. So high five to Lawrence uh, for for the smash on the end. <laughs> um, because while Issa was the prom queen, uh, she was in the royal Ooh. court and you smashed it. Uh, so Lawrence for the win on that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) So before we wrap up, uh, you got any other thoughts about, um, you know, what you're looking forward to in this season? Um, I don't know, just more authentic stories about being a young Black professional in America. Um, I will say, though, um, we didn't really talk about her, Kelly. I like Kelly. She provides mm. very comic relief for the show, but I want to see more character development from from Kelly. Like to me, she's just um, this over sexualized, and I'm very like appreciative, you know, that she's in tune with her sexuality and she's not ashamed of it. But I do there's there's more to her than just she wants to have sex with everything that comes to, close to her. But wait, wait, hold on. What if that is what she wants? Because we know she's an accountant. She 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 professes, and I, I'm gonna go with that she's good at her job as being an accountant. We've heard, you know, jokes, we've seen scenes where she's, you know, helped Issa. But what if that's all she wants? Is a nut. That that's fine if she wants I just wanna see um more I just wanna know more you about see her. More nuts. You wanna see more nuts. <laughs> You want to see it. more accounting and more nuts. Maybe that's if that's what you want to call it. Sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm because <laughs> I, I what I would like to see is I would like to see more of Kelly. That's what I'm I, saying. I, I want to see more to of see Kelly. More of the four of them together. Um, but it was interesting because uh, Tiffany said this. Uh, I think at the end of last season or at the baby shower um, where she was like, you know, the friendship is, no, she's, I think she said it's at Coachella, some shit like that, where the friendship is about to change, she's about to be a mother, and some shit like that. Um, and that may be interesting because, yeah, like, she's, you know, she's about to have a baby, she's about to be a new mm-hmm. mom, and, you know, the four of them, you know, may not be able to, you know, get together, you know, as often. Again, that's yeah. real life shit. Life is complicated like that. We have friends who have kids, um, and they gotta, you know, figure out babysitters and schedules for the kids and stuff like that. Um, shout out to those parents that's home. Yeah, right oof, been like a month in, in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check on your friends that are parents. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, Kelly. Yeah, so like, I would like to see more of the four of them together. Um, but I would be interested to know more about Kelly. As a Just person. like again, if you never said that. Yeah. Even first life. <laughs> because I'm I'm all I'm all for her if she loves if she's just looking for that. Because like every like like you said, like it's very interesting that when we do see her, it's it's usually uh comic relief. Um, we've seen her, like I said, a couple of times in the office talking about her, her work. Uh, 
And then it's it's sex because like even at the mixer, she's like she walked out saying, well, "Fuck him." <laughs> yeah. You know what? We 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 do need a Kelly sex scene. We haven't had a yeah. Kelly sex scene. We've had mm-hmm. Molly, we've had Issa, we've had mm-hmm. Lawrence. We need a Kelly Agreed. sex scene. Um, let's make let's, that happen. Let's start this yeah. on Twitter uh, because we need a Kelly sex scene. We need. We need to see Kelly get her back blown out. <laughs> yes. Um, somebody tweet Issa Rae, go on her Instagram because <laughs> tell her I said <laughs> we need a Kelly sexy. Um, we need no like th- th- does no one else see this with me? Do you not see this with me? We don't need a Kelly sexy. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, we kind of saw a little bit when you know she was getting like finger popped under the table <laughs> I forget what season that was yes we did <laughs> yes. Yes. we need a we full did. one yes okay so I'm, I'm gonna start that campaign <laughs> um, what am I looking forward to in this season I'm looking forward to honestly I'm looking forward to seeing how all the, the different angles intertwine um as we go forward. Um, I'm interested to see what caused the rift between Issa and Molly. Um, I'm interested to see how Lawrence and Condola uh, continue to uh, formulate. Uh, I'm interested to see how the four friendships uh, expand and you know diverge and then how they particularly handle the Molly and Issa mm-hmm. rift. Um, I'm looking to see some more chat. Like, <laughs> oh, chat okay. is his interesting. <laughs> chat is his interesting bullshit. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I- I'm looking to see where Issa and Lawrence uh end up as friends, um, or not being friends. Like, what what that what becomes of that situation? Uh, particularly given that uh Issa and Condola are still working together, and Condola and Lawrence are. Are bumping yeah. and grinding, um, so yeah, I, I really want to see where this season uh, goes. Are there other what other characters are we leaving out? Um, anybody else we trying to look for to see? Uh, we checking mm. for? We think gonna be big? No, no. I mean, I'm always interested in Daniel, but I like him personally. Well, I like Yolan personally, um, but. Okay. <laughs> um, she likes your line personally. Um, do you think he's gonna pop up? Um, I, who pops up first, Nathaniel or, Dan, or Daniel? Nathaniel, I think. There's there's a lot more that needs to be said about Nathaniel, and I'm glad that they like touched on it at the end of what was that season three with the whole like mental health aspect. So I want them to dive into that more. Uh, and then they brought it up on this one because uh, she said, Molly asked, mentioned that Andrew asked if she, if he should invite True. Nathaniel. Yeah. And Molly, I mean, Issa said, nah, um, interesting. I don't know who pops up first. I'm interested to see where uh, Issa's love romantic life goals if she's fucking TSA guys. <laughs> um, 
Cause like that's real. Like he's first of all, he, he he's 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 giving her some dick when clearly yeah. when she wants it. Um, he's bringing over Hennessy hey. and weed. Uh, and that wasn't no little bit of my weed. It was counting weed at that. Uh, and then he's at the door for the event. And and they got hyped up the speech. <laughs> He did. He did. That's the sound effect, y'all. I get real clapping. <laughs> so yes, um, that nigga is holding it down in the complete friendship. Give me some dick capacity. Uh, if niggas didn't know, they should go back and they should go listen to the fuck buddies episode. Uh, because there was some information dropped on how to navigate fuck buddy relationships. So yeah, she got a fuck buddy. I think uh, fuck buddies are important. important. Mm. They are. They 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 help. Um, you have to properly navigate them, as like I explained okay. on that episode. Uh, you you you. There are some tips and tools to uh, navigate properly navigating fuck buddy relationships. Um, no feelings. It's, just, it's, it's literally a <laughs> Yeah, and so you don't like make bad decisions because I feel like sometimes you make might make a bad decision in terms of like who to date and who to pursue more because you're horny so you know like if you have like a fuck buddy to the side you know you can take care of that need and like really evaluate you know the person or persons who you're trying to date see i i agree and like i i think i've had this conversation in a couple different spaces like i think that's how a lot of men navigate dating is was like okay i'll have a fuck buddy and then i'll have other women that i'm i'm seriously entertaining in terms of relationships mm-hmm. um and interestingly enough you know that's that's the situation that you know Issa potentially is finding herself in um and then more to that, you know, about like how um, men and women are are navigating, you know, dating situations. I've, you know, had a podcast episodes where we've had a, that discussion where we've talked about we've talked to a group of women about dating in New York and how how and what that looks like. Uh, we had I've had a single uh, black male single the single male episode. Uh, to talk about male dating and, you know, even sex and navigating that and not having sex in relationships um, and how potentially that can cloud it. So, yeah, that's real about, you know, having the fuck party on the side and you not having to worry about that, that sex aspect clouding the judgment. But I think that also brings up another point about um, potentially giving sex too much, too much of that mm. power. Um, because in two aspects it's like the fuck buddy situation where i pointed this out it's it's it the sex is there and then you so like if you figure okay the sex is there so then i can take that to this boyfriend girlfriend it doesn't it doesn't always work that way yeah. it doesn't it, it doesn't like i, I trial trial and error i can tell you it doesn't work that way it's, it's not it's not really um not really successful yeah you said uh, you stop dating or Fucking with the whole sign. I forget which sign that was. I was like, they little cancer. Oh, cancer. Yeah. yeah, they're they're canceled. Yeah, they're they're, they're canceled. <laughs> um, I, it's crazy because like I'm not even that type of person to put that much like uh energy into it. But I, I honestly would 
I really think if I ever was dating again and I, I met a cancer and I did like, <laughs> yeah, you got to come with some real good energy for me. Like, <laughs> they could be a fuck buddy. Um, but that would never, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> they'd have to be like, <laughs> I don't even know what they would have to be like, because I would be going down that road. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm not that type of person, I'm really not, but y'all, 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 I don't know if I have a sign that I would just be like, mm, I'm just not going to date you, or yeah, I don't have that yet. Uh, they are toxic. <laughs> the other sign that I possibly wouldn't date would be my own Aquarius. Um, because I know we can be a headache in general just because of how we are. But I would still fuck with an Aquarius because I just also know how we are. And that's still, like, that's still a beautiful, like, entanglement. So I'd be okay there. But mm-hmm. Cancer, Barbara. See, I'm a Scorpio, and crazy enough, I have dated quite a few Scorpio men. They've all been very passionate. <laughs> Is that opposite of what no, they should be? No, I feel like Scorpios get, I don't know. People get weird about Scorpio. I don't know, like, we're just like over-sexualized and crazy. Again, I think this is because we give sex too much power. Because, like, at one point, I remember, yes, that's that's an aspect, that's a, the idea that I thought I had about Scorpios. And I remember the one of the first times I, like, I, I, I acknowledgingly knew that I was fucking a Scorpio. And I was, like, at college. And I was, like, okay, this is good sex. It wasn't, like, uh, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, the most thrilling, <laughs> I would say. Like it was good sex. Like it was it it I, I will say this. This is the situation. It 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 came up of as a result of a night of drinking. Uh it happened that night and it didn't happen again for a while. Uh and then another night of drinking, I think in the city, led to some more sex. And then that led to just more like frequency of hanging out and more sex um, for a while, about a good year okay. two, for a while. Uh, but in that realizing that it was like, it wasn't the most thrilling. Like I, I feel like what was exciting in terms of the sex with this particular Scorpio was the fact that how we met and that first night of just like meeting and drinking, we fucked. And it was like, oh, you're like, you're open, you're you're engaging. We can have sex. Like this is this that's exciting part of it. Like when we had sex the other times, there were um there were interesting, you know, aspects to it. Like remember the time we had a vibrator, like we what we were using and like there were aspects of that. Um that were exciting about it but in terms of the like the wow the sex (laughs) so i realized in that it was just like yeah like it was it was it was an interesting opening i don't say opening uh it was an interesting exploring experience in terms of not having someone who was necessarily shy um about Mm -hmm. fucking Mm -hmm. 
like was down to fuck most of the time. Like, yeah, like I'd say like 80% of the time like that we like hung out, like we could, it would be down to fuck. So like, yeah, in that aspect, it was like, yes, like this is good. Like, oh, this is like. Consistent, mm. consistency. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like. I think that's what made it a good experience, like an exciting experience was like that we could, you know, a couple times a month uh, hang out and again, sex. But yeah, like, mm, <laughs> yeah, over-sexualized. What else, what else they say about y'all? I don't know, that we're crazy, vindictive, we hold grudges. I don't, I don't know. Man, away from no, we are so loving and passionate. <laughs> Laugh at me. <laughs> you didn't say that convincingly <laughs> to anyone. It was so like we were loving and we were passionate. It wasn't like, yeah, like nah, y'all got us all wrong. We we love people and we're passionate. Loving. We're loving, we're passionate, you know, we're loyal, we expect loyalty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're gonna get out of here. Um, I wanna thank Brie for coming through and gracing us with her presence and talking about uh insecure. Uh, as I said, this is the first in this series called Insecure, Dating Love and All Things Between. Um, we're going to be back with more of this content uh, dropping every week. Uh, I haven't picked a day yet that this is going to be consistent. <laughs> it's going to come every week in addition to the other episodes. Uh, so more content. Look yeah. out for it. Uh, if you have topics that you want to propose in general about the show if you have questions about insecure um or questions you want to pose about the show for insecure or dating love and things in between uh email everybody madpod at gmail.com tell us how you feel about the show share feedback and comments ig like and follow everybody madpod Bree, i don't know if you want to leave your info you want people sliding in your dms my account is private so i don't think anybody can Ooh. slide into my dm they can still slide it. They can send you a message. It's just, can I tell I know why. So I was on live and people were like, yo, you should just make your Patreon private. And I was like, all right, I really don't want to do this for sure. And I started posing posts as I normally do on my story. And I remember why I went private. People hop into my fucking stories and drop mad stupid oh, shit. Annoying. Like fucking like my music, uh, sending me YouTube clips, bro, show me love. I follow back and it's just like, yo, get the fuck off it. Like, you're blowing Oh. So I remember why I went private. But uh, I'm just, I'm going to keep it as is. Um, no, yes, though, can't get my story. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I can't get her Instagram. Fuck y'all. Uh, everybody mad on all podcast platforms. Subscribe if you're feeling us. Uh, subscribe if you're feeling this shit. Yes, and then tell your friend about this shit. Um, do that for me. Thank you. Uh, if you don't like this shit, well, thank you for listening. Uh, you should still share this. This is a self improvement podcast. Um, we are serious, serious about self improvement over here. Um, as we discussed on here, uh, we talked about growth and, and being more mature with friends and being motion, more emotionally available. Um, so yeah, we we try to break generational cultures on this. Yes. So, Brie, you got any last words for the people? Uh, stay safe. This is still the middle of Rona, you know? And the best <laughs> and safest person to fuck is yourself. Safest person to fuck is yourself. Okay. So, with that, is everybody mad? Keep in mind, safest person to fuck is yourself. Thank y'all for listening. We out this bitch. Thank y'all. I promise you, we as a people will get there.